Yeah, welcome in. It's the BGN Radio post-game instant reaction show, and we have a lot of instant reaction with whatever you want to call that as the Philadelphia Eagles fall in Dallas. Whether or not you expected a win, this was not pleasant to watch by any means, and we're going to talk a lot about it. Not just us, of course, myself, Jess, Rachel. But you as well will get your three words. There is a lot to look at that just fell short. It was an ugly game. It was a difficult game to watch. I would suggest that you stay off social media. That's why we're here to hang with you and kind of talk you and walk you through the proper post-game reaction as we bring in Jess here and try to make sense of what happens. Rachelle's going to join us coming up in a little bit, but I mean, my goodness, I don't honestly, I think Jalen Hurts is the obvious place to start, but I wouldn't fault you, Jess, if you wanted to start, I don't know, like the 17 or 18 other areas of disappointment as well. So I have an, a little bit different of an opinion on it. And I think that while the offense was a disappointment today, the way that I was thinking about going into this year was, and we talked about this last week and I think the week before, I was expecting some growing pains. You've yeah. got a guy who going into the season played three and a half NFL games on a team that was horrific last year. You were gonna, you've got a young team. You were hoping the offensive line would be what you could rely on, and you've got a lot of young talent. You've got young receivers. You've got young running backs. You've got a young quarterback. You've got a rookie head coach. You've got a new offensive coordinator. Everything about the offense is new. You were going to see some some good things and some things where you were going to go, oh, no, I didn't like that. And you were going to cringe and you're going to like, okay, maybe they'll throw that one out. But there were going to be a lot of growing pains there. I can make my peace with being patient with the offense and being patient with Jalen Hurts for the year and being patient with some of these other things within the offense. What I do not have patience for is a defense full of veterans making bonehead mistakes week in and week out. It's absolutely unacceptable for the defense to make as much money as they do and for the amount of money that Howie Roseman spends on a defense and on the defensive line that is absolutely terrible in these kinds of situations. And they make way too many mistakes. Yes, Fletcher Cox had some good plays tonight. Yes, Javon Hargrave had some good plays tonight. But And, you know, Josh Sweat had his sack as well. But outside of that, you've got a first-round pick in Derek Barnett that has been a disappointment since day one. He made more knucklehead mistakes than anyone in professional sports right now. Anyone. Lining up off sides, not knowing what the play call is coming out of a timeout, constant, constant, constant unnecessary roughness penalties that do nothing but hurt your team. It is disgusting to watch him play football sometimes. The defense is my biggest issue solely because it is full of guys that should be better and should perform better than Steven Nelson apparently not knowing the game started it, right. on the opening drive. <laughs> there are too many mistakes there that are rookie and young player mistakes that are being made by guys who have been in the league seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years. I'm, I'm so unbelievably tired of it. And Jonathan Gannon had his tail tucked between his legs all night long. The defense was horrific. Yeah, I agree. It's hard to ignore the fact that they were gashed on the ground. And at one point, they really were averaging. Dallas really was averaging like high seven 
eight yards per carry if it was Pollard or Elliott. There's a great clip going around. I don't know if you caught it. Uh, somebody recorded it on the broadcast of Sirianni saying it's always him in response to Barnett getting called for that penalty. And it's just, it's amazing because we see it. And that right there, as viral and funny of a clip as that will be, it's validation. It's validation that we are seeing the same thing that the coaching staff is seeing right there and the liability that he's become on the field. But right. you're right about this defense, especially from the standpoint of a run defense that they established for the first two weeks of the season. What the hell happened to that? I don't, I, I just, I don't understand. And it, it just shows you that once again, it doesn't matter who the coach is right now. It doesn't matter who right. the coach is or what kind of coaching staff you got going on. This roster is not constructed well. And this front office refuses to admit defeat when they make bonehead picks. They refuse, refuse, refuse to admit that they messed up. They refuse to admit that they messed up with the Derek Barnett pick. They refuse to admit they messed up by drafting J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. It's going to continue. And this is why no fan can rely on the front office to make the right decisions. It's why when they trade up to go draft Devontae Smith, we're all still chewing on our fingernails until Roger Goodell announces the pick because you think that they're still going to do something stupid in that situation. So right now you're just watching a bunch of people who don't even belong on NFL teams be like cornerstone pieces and... I understand that Derek or that uh, Brandon Graham is hurt, and he is yep. the anchor of that defense. I understand you're losing a leader, but my God, like step up and make him proud. Step up and make him proud instead of rolling over for the Dallas Cowboys. Dak looked phenomenal, and that's not to take anything away from Dak and how he came back after that injury. First home game after, you know, after the injury, like he played a phenomenal game. And of course the Cowboys have such elite playmakers on that offense, but good grief. Like you have them out there looking like Super Bowl champions and they are not Super Bowl champions. They're not a Super Bowl team. And the, I can't even wrap my head around how disgusting and, and again, the offense couldn't sustain a drive either, so the defense was also tired. But they looked tired from the first snap. I mean, they looked like deer in headlights. I mean, there's absolutely no, no, no excuse for the way some of those guys played tonight. It didn't look like the team was prepared at all throughout. And again, if it's growing pains on the offense, if it's being disappointed and disgusted, really, which I think is accurate on the defense when you start to pile up veterans on that side, for a team that opened up the season airtight in their game plan against Atlanta, right. this looks like such a complete departure. And I guess that's where the frustration starts because we've been talking about this consistently and, and we can pat ourselves on the back for keeping a an even keel balanced approach, I think, to the first two games. And this is not like, oh, my goodness, the season is over and we've right. lost Super Bowl hopes by any means. But the way in which they lost this game stands out even more so than San Francisco when you can point to just not finishing. Just not get you you're right there at the finish line. And for some right. reason, you come up short, right? This game felt like it was lost before the first snap, before yeah. they got on the field. And that's not what we got, at least we saw, in Atlanta. So 
Yes, I, I agree with you where there's growing pains to point to. We'll talk about the offense in a second, and, and I'm right there. I think a lot of people watched this defense, especially after they established themselves as somewhat of a force on the ground. And with Hargraves and Cox in the middle, it just didn't pan out at all to what we've seen. And you're, you walk away frustrated. You walk away upset because it's one thing to get your ass kicked because your team sucks. It's another thing for your team to just not be there. And you mentioned one guy not being there. Now, I don't think the team was there. I think he just showed up late, late. The team showed up late. He just showed up late, late. Yeah, I mean, for, for you know, we talked about a lot, you know, the depth in the cornerback position was going to be a, a question mark. Yep. I mean, the starters are a question mark for me right now. They, I mean... <laughs> Linebackers. Are no, don't even get me. The Eagles have not valued a linebacker since 1979. Okay, the linebacker. The, some of these guys should not be on an NFL roster anywhere, and they are like touted as these elite starters for the Philadelphia Eagles. And I can appreciate that they play hard, and I do appreciate that they play hard, but. The linebackers in coverage just makes me want to scoop my eyeballs out with a fork. Like, just scoop them out of my head because I can't watch it anymore. It's it's just infuriating to have the same issues week yep. in, week out, year in, year out. Doesn't matter who the coach is. Doesn't matter who the defensive coordinator is. It's the same BS over and over and over again. And with the offense, you think, okay, at least I'm hopeful with the young talent that will get, get some new things in there and they'll figure it out. And you like Sirianni's energy, this and other thing. The defense just, it's, it's like beating your head against a brick wall. There, there, there's, there's nothing that's going to change about it. There's nothing that's going to get better about it. And it's, Awful to watch. They made and Dalton Schultz look like Travis Kelsey. Yes. I mean that that just that just can't. That happen. tells you everything you need to like know. That, that's and again, that's not a rookie quarterback. That's not a first time head coach, offensive coordinator calling plays. That right. feeds into this being a a team organizational issue. That feeds into it being a position, as you mentioned, that they've neglected forever and getting or settling with what you've had. And look, we've got good games from Alex Singleton. I don't want to just write him off like sure. he hasn't performed, right? But I think that when you get comfortable at a position that you've neglected for so long, you're not really striving to get better at it. You're kind of just accepting status quo. And I think that's the point, which is, hey, in his time here, a guy like Singleton has been serviceable, and we looked at him as the best of the bad bunch, I think, for a while last year. Right. But he should be the worst of a decent to good bunch, if at all, part of that bunch. And tonight was just tonight was a reminder, if not a lesson. I think that it was cool and it was fun to experience that last year, maybe a little bit trailing into week one. But this shit is bad at that position, Jess. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. And I think that, you know, the the epitome of what the defense was tonight and unfortunately what they were last week as well, was TJ Edwards coming in and not letting Dak juke him out a little bit, coming in and laying an electric hit on Dak Prescott at a point in the game where you get a stop here, you, you're still in it. You still have a chance. Come right back down and and jump off sides. That's, that's on, on third down. 
that's the epitome of what I think this defense is. And I understand that it was Milton Williams, who is a rookie that, that, you know, jumped off sides. And again, that is what it is. But collectively, it's just the, the, the boneheaded mistakes that continuously come in with this defense. And, you know, I don't, I don't, you don't solve that problem with the current philosophy of how your roster is built. Yeah, soft zone all night. That's Mike Pia here on the chat. Still giving up big plays. Gannon needs some blame. Oh, I think the sure. blame is going all around here. It, it, it's There are things that are happening in game where you're running defense. Guys up front are just getting blown off the ball. I don't remember. that. That felt like watching a college game where you have, you know, like a Penn State Nova scenario, right, where the, the talent level, the gap is so wide that you're seeing consistently four or five guys just getting blown back four to five yards. I mean, there yeah. were a time in that game, there were times in that game, Jess, in which Pollard and Elliott weren't touched until they were five yards deep into the defense, not even touched until right. they were five, six yards deep into the defense. You can't do anything at that point, especially if Dallas turns around and starts to throw. No wonder why they're tight and started shredding them in the middle of the field. I, I mean, that that, de- that defense was... And, was and you know, it's not to say that the that the offense was was any better or is without blame. I mean, they, they, are, they are equally to blame, but I think that the upside of the offense is so much greater the ceiling for the offense is so much higher than like the defense almost is what it is and I don't know if that's from the last couple years of that just that being it like you always know that there could be a little bit more talent wise you could you know your your quarterback could do a little bit more the play calling could do a little bit more like that that leftover mentality in my opinion that the defense kind of was what it was and the offense had to had to pick up the slack on the other side but I mean collectively they they just I I don't know I I think that the biggest problem blanket across the board is this team doesn't have an identity the offense doesn't have an identity and the defense doesn't have an identity and and they are quite literally going through an identity crisis and they don't know what to do with themselves. They don't know what they are and they don't know what they want to be. They, they, I think they know what they want to be, but they don't know if that's what they should be. And they don't really know how to get there. And they're just an absolute mess. And it's only week three. No, it's, it's a long (laughs) ways to go. We've got a tough, tough schedule in front of us by all means. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, oh. we're going to get to Rachelle because I, I know we had a bunch of three words on Twitter. I did see this from Michael Wright here, and uh, this is a perfect opportunity to look at the chat as well as some tweets and opening up the conversation to where we can point to Jalen Hurts, we can point to Devontae Smith, even Rager and, and others, knowing that offensive line. We'll talk about the injuries. I mean, that offensive line is decimated right, right. now. But the one thing I felt that was controllable, at least adjustable, 
was the game plan. And I don't know what the hell he's doing staying away from Miles Sanders. First time Sanders touched it, it felt like it was near the two-minute warning, and he gashes Dallas for 25 yards, and it was like few and far between. So I think we can look at the offense, we can look at growing pains, and still be frustrated, but point at areas and say, okay, that needs to get better. But this is now two straight weeks in which the game plan has sputtered, the game plan has faltered, and failed guys on the, on the field Again, with the running, I, I don't understand how you can ne neglect somebody like Miles Sanders, especially after you saw what you got initially on that first run. It just happened to be so deep in the game. It's the philosophy again. It's the philosophy of what this organization is. It's not whoever the coach was for the last five years. It's the philosophy of this organization. And that's what ended up ending that relationship between the only guy to ever win a Super yep. Bowl in Eagles yep. history and the yep. front office. That's what ended it. It was the fact that the philosophy of how the roster was built and what they wanted to do didn't match up with what Doug Peterson wanted to do. And this is my concern when they hired Nick Sirianni in the first place. It, you know what? It would have been my concern with whoever they hired, regardless of who it was, is they picked the guy that was going to be their yes man that Doug Peterson wouldn't be. Yep. And I don't want to believe that he is, but that was my concern going in. I don't understand what, what let me I understand that the Atlanta Falcons are terrible. They are a terrible football team. I get that. But you go in with an airtight game plan week one complete balanced running pass attack you get all of your different receivers including your tight ends involved early in the game your defense is absolutely locked down you smack the crap out of the atlanta falcons in atlanta and yep. abandon every single thing you did going forward that yep. makes no sense i don't care if you are a first year middle school JV head coach of a football team. That makes no sense whatsoever. None. Zero. No C too. It, it, it's not like it came from middle school or JV. He was right. running an offense or at least underneath the guy running an offense in Indianapolis. Right. How does he not see this? Which leads me to believe that it's way more about yeah. the philosophy and what is being told to angle things. That's... I have a whole conspiracy theory about Howie Roseman and how the Eagles operate in itself and that I cannot seem to get away from. But <laughs> it's things like this where I'm like, yep. what else makes sense? Nothing. Nothing else yep. makes sense. I imagine Twitter's a buzz. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button and you're subscribed here as well. We appreciate you hanging with us on the BGN Radio Instant Reaction Show. All right, Rachel, how bad is it? It's terrible it's actually <laughs> like pretty bad people are going in and rightfully so but some of the tweets that i pulled you know are pretty appropriate some of these are reckless so i'm not going to read these on here but um <laughs> one i thought that kind of stood out it was uh from reckless philly fan at reckless fan 87 reality setting in and i think you guys touched on this a little bit week one eagles came out dominated the falcons and now it's kind of just like the wheels are falling off week two week three is going downhill and now based off of the game that performance that we just had I'm a little sad and I'm a little worried going into the remaining stretch because we have the Chiefs that's coming up next and then we also have like the Panthers the Bucks the Raiders if this is how we're looking against Dallas Dallas 
in the same division, what are those games going to look like? It's actually really, really sad. It's, it's a little scary to think about. I saw another tweet. It was from Will Moore at Philly Guy 413. No quick fix. Just touched on this a lot. It's kind of like this is all, this is just the organization. I think it's like the trickle down effect from the dysfunction. We can't even just blame Nick Sirianni. You can't blame Jalen Hurts. There is no quick fix. It's kind of just like how they built this franchise. And I don't think anything is going to change unless, you know, like that comes from up top. Some yeah. of the, uh, the offensive pieces, the defensive pieces, those things aren't going to change the entire team and how the team performs. That's kind of sad. So well, it's not going to happen overnight. It's right? not going to happen. And that, that's the thing that I think we've been trying to prepare ourselves for. And, and tonight just sucks because they were so unprepared for this game and making so many bonehead mistakes on their own. Not like that was going to really matter at the end. But I, I think when we talk about this, the three of us in the chat here as well, we look at those next couple of games, the Panthers defense, which is much better than I think a lot of people may have thought before the season began. This doesn't happen overnight. Like we may see a couple more games like this where there are just glaring mistakes, misthrows, undercut, Jalen holding the ball, Devontae dropping the ball, Ray, whatever it may be. So yes, while we mentally prepare ourselves for that at the same time, I think we also have to know that we're in this for the long run. That This means that, you know, Joe Flacco doesn't come in when mm -hmm. you're getting your ass kicked Monday night in Dallas, please. Or we don't start tweeting about who the Eagles could trade for at <laughs> the end of the season. If this is really about the growth, right, that we talk about and allowing Jalen Hurts to have room to grow, then I think we need to let him make mistakes. I feel like a parent. I know I'm a new one here, but I, I feel like, you know, like, all right, let, let the child make some mistakes out here. Let this kid grow, for goodness sakes. I was going to say, you're really developing as a person now that you're a dad, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, don't, don't give me too much credit now, Jess. I could easily refer back as soon as he gets old enough to walk. <laughs> oh, not oh, not even like old enough to, to drink a beer with you. We're going to go with no, old no. enough to walk. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. I know me. I'm not going to reach by all means. But, but this does, don't just, you feel somewhat of that? Like, yeah, I, I can't believe that, yeah. that people are pushing to see somebody else. Are that you surprised though? Are you surprised? No, no. no. Come on. Frustration. Like, what do you expect? These I mean, it's it's the, it. it's the quickest response and it's, it's the most infuriating response. Yeah. This, this man has, this was his seventh NFL game today. Yeah. Seventh. Yeah. And I understand that he did not play well. Mm -hmm. Did anyone play well? Nope. No. Aaron Sipos, our punter played really well. He Here you go. That's it. <laughs> but Philadelphia's that, number like, one Australian, by the way, <laughs> have to keep reminding people that. Yeah, well, I was missing the other Australian a little bit on the left side of the offensive line today. Well, no, no, that's right. I, I'm sorry. I We've know what you two. were going to, but we knew, knew, yes, this is football yes. time. My Alana well, wasn't even on the brain. No, it wasn't even out there. Thank I'm not you. going there. I'm not going there right I now. Tried to, I tried to. I tried to. I was hoping the Eagles would make me feel better, and they didn't. And yeah. I'm upset. I'm sorry. Miles, I'm just reading a tweet right now from um, Victor Williams at the Philly pod. That's just on my Twitter as I'm scrolling through to see any, any interesting updates. Miles Sanders has carried the ball six times in the last six quarters. How, how? Could, could somebody Why? please explain Why? that to me? 
Free Miles Sanders. I, That's all I have to it say. It doesn't make any sense. And then, look, six quarters. This game was not over in the first quarter. Yeah, Dallas was up, but this game was not over at the half. Why, why, why is he moving away? Especially, and I would love to see what his yards per carry is, especially over those last six quarters in which he's been utterly neglected because I guarantee you he's taking chunks for the most part. And then that's it. He disappears. It's almost like, you know what? I'm willing to buy into this conspiracy. It's almost like, you know, the jockey, right? Pulling up right before he's about to win that race. Like how he's sending down a beeper or some sort of like clicker to Sirianni. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's it's too much Miles Sanders right there. Why don't you start throwing the football, kid? I, I don't know what this is. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. And it's crazy because he looked good. Like the the few carries that he that he yeah. got, like, it was okay. We we need more. We need more of this. It gave you a little bit of a spark. It was like excitement. And then he the ball, he broke off for twenty five, and you're yeah. like, "Yep, first first carry, yeah, yeah." Like that Dallas defense is not that good. It's not nearly as good as the Eagles' offense made them look tonight. And I exactly what you said, Aton. Yeah. It just it's not a quick fix, and it's it 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 goes all the way up and it's because Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie are freaking frack out here in the Eagles in in the Novacare Center just walking around and one's not going to go without the other and it's not even like after last year when everyone's ass was on the hot seat Howie's what Howie was just fine he was just fine and comfortable and doing what he did and there was never any indication that his role was in any any question and at the end of the day, when you're talking about there's not enough talent, there's not enough depth, their their roster's just not good enough. Well, who the hell put the roster together? How do Only how come we keep letting this person just manipulate this team? It's horrific. <laughs> again. again and again, every year. He 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 can't go anywhere. It's amazing. He's related to Jeffrey Lurie, I promise you, in some weird I mean, long capacity. Let me. I, I know he we have some more. To have tweets. some like pictures of him doing something illegal that would completely it's be ruin video, his life, though, right? <laughs> it has. Like, I feel, it's video. It can't even be pictures. Like this is oh. a seven-minute video of like the most incriminating shit that Jeffrey Lurie <laughs> could ever do in his life, and it's like triple. There's one in in I don't know somewhere in a locker in like the Port Richmond Y or something there, in case that Howie ever disappears. And only somebody knows the code. I don't know. It's something like that, though. It's I'll so believe bad. it. Let me ask it's you. So I, I, I know we're going to get back to a couple of tweets, but I'm curious for both of you, just what you would point to as the and look, we'll look at this all in the capacity of growing pains. This isn't about calling for Gardner Minshew. And I need to keep reiterating that because I know people are coming in and probably have been calling for somebody else in their frustration. But if you just look at Jalen Hurts tonight in Dallas, What's the most frustrating thing that came from his play? I would say accuracy. It looked like a lot of his throws were off. In the beginning, one of the things that I wrote down was that he didn't look comfortable and he was playing too quickly. It was like mm. he, was trying to be, he was still trying to be fancy. And we talked about that last week. He was still trying to be cute. And then um, there were a lot of plays that were like either overthrown or they were underthrown. Accuracy was just off. And I was I was just so confused because I was like, we haven't seen this. This is probably like the worst performance that we have seen yep. from this far. So my biggest thing would be accuracy. I, I 100% agree. I mean, the, the, the first interception, I mean, if you're going to miss that ball, you got to miss that long. You can't underthrow that ball. The There was the ball that was behind Goddard. 
there was one behind Ertz at one point. The the accuracy just wasn't there. Um, there was one that that the guys on the ESPN broadcast, you know, tried tried to put on Jalen Hurts. I understand that the ball wasn't in a perfect spot there for Goddard. Um, you know, they he hit the one on the left side, and then the one they were going to the right side. I, I mean. The ball hit Dallas Goddard in the hands. I yeah. I don't I don't care if you think that ball could have been thrown better. If it hits you in the hands, you better catch it. You are also making money to to make plays. You yeah. can you can make that catch there. So that one should not go on Jalen Hurts. Um, but I I I think yeah I, yeah I mean uh, this this one right here. It's exactly it. He didn't even see Devonte Smith fall down on the pick six. And he asked, you saw the clip after yeah, he says, you know, what happened? He goes, I fell. And he yes. goes, you fell. Right. Yes. You didn't even see it. You yeah. fell. Like I, right. there were a couple of times where I don't, I don't, I didn't really know what he was looking at there. Even the, the, um, that one ball to Ertz, like mm-hmm. it was there and he just waited too long to throw it. I, I mean, it still worked out fine, but after the first couple, he just, he looked the most rattled that I think I've ever seen. Yeah. He's usually very I, yes. collected and, and yes. very not phased by anything. He looked a little bit rattled tonight. They Those just two are off. connected. Yeah. Absolutely connected because we've seen him make a mistake. And I know it would seem flawless against Atlanta, but even San Francisco, you know, picking it up and trying to put things together in the second half. There was none of that. None of that. And look, guys are looking to him on that offense. And it's not only young kids around him like he is. There are other guys, there are veteran linemen looking back like, all right, let's get this thing together. Totally agree. I think both of you made the two points that connect as far as why Jalen struggled so much tonight. He was rattled. It it fed into his accuracy, decision making. And look, there were times in which it was glaringly obvious that these guys were not on the same page, that the offense was just not on the same page. And it goes back to, remember, that RPO where, um, who is it who got nailed downfield? Was it Dickerson who got nailed downfield because Jalen held the ball too long? Dickerson got one just, and Andre Dillard got another. I think it was there Dickerson two, towards the end. Yeah, and it was just, them. It, it was an example of right. a play that seemed like it hadn't even been run that week. It was like something they had in the playbook, maybe against Atlanta and something along these lines. And it's like, dude, you've got such a new offense with a new quarterback, new players around him. You can't be pulling shit out that you haven't run in a couple of weeks. And if you did run it this week, it sure as hell looked like it didn't stick. So why are you going back to that play? And again, it hurts. It's that's the microcosm for me of the game. Hertz makes a nice throw, but it's negated by a mistake that he makes because the offense isn't on the same page. And it's it's maddening because you can never win like that. No matter how far you come back on a team, you'll never be able to, to narrow a gap because you keep killing yourself. Right. And but it's and and for me though, it's even those things that I I go, okay, that is something you can look at and you can clean that up, make that work. And if he can make those throws, you see where you can go from there. And that's where I've been trying to talk myself off that ledge this season because you know this season is going to be a little bit of a wash just just based on where they are in in their their growth period. Mm-hmm. What makes it difficult, though, is how bad the rest of the NFC East is that still there's always it's always going to be open. We knew it was going to be Eagle, the Eagles and Dallas for for the division potentially. Dallas always looks great in the beginning of the of the season. 
We'll see how they look in December as they, as they tend to do, as they tend to drift off towards the back end. And you never know. But I think those are the things that I've been trying to be rational for once in my life and be like, okay, this can get better. But then I go back to the other side of the ball where I'm, I'm looking at these things and I'm like, will these ever get better because they are philosophy issues? Yeah, yeah. How much more, how many more bad tweets were you able to pull? Everything I know, is bad. Everything I know, is bad. No, 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 I, no but I, I assume like the baseline is bad, but you said reckless. So I figured no. that you had a couple of bad that weren't like totally reckless. Okay. Um, we have. There are 137 responses and they are all bad. How he needs to go yes. is my favorite. It's four words, but he needs to go. Yes. Yes. It says hurt stock down. Okay. After this performance. Yes. I feel tired and it's only week three. I think that's a consensus that a lot of us yes. can relate to. Um, How about rent past due? I saw that from that vanquisher 15. Okay. It's going to be a lot of those rent slogans. No more. T I, I thought we told this guy to stop wearing t-shirts after the 49ers game. How many more weeks are we going to see? And this was bulletin board. I'm sorry, but you can't tell me. They acknowledged it down there in Dallas. The yeah. owner, everybody acknowledged it down in Dallas. It's one thing if you're wearing an Iverson jersey or if you're wearing Brandon Graham's face on there. But my goodness, can you stop taunting the other team, please? At least start there. Yeah. I just like the one that's just the, the meme of Eli Manning. Yeah, I see that. Like, the, the double, double bird. bird. I've what was he talking about? Does anyone know? Somebody no, but I so I saw on Twitter somebody uh, put that picture up, and the tweet said that he thought that ESPN would blur it. So I guess they were talking about it, oh. and maybe Peyton's like, "Go ahead, do it. They'll blur it out or something <laughs> like that." that. <laughs> and he tried to do it, and then yeah, you see it. He's like double flipping out. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. It's amazing, and I'm going <laughs> to yeah. use that all the time. Yes, now. that's now my go-to. Wait, does <laughs> I mean, that replace our favorite Sixers fan who hit Russell Westbrook with the double bird? You mean the like MD that had courtside right mainline doc that right. got taken away from that he got banned from the Wells Fargo forever? <laughs> that's yes, funny I too. <laughs> Oh, all right. I need some more before we get out of here. And, and, and this was a rough one and I know people are upset. So we'll draw the line at like it's mustache time and some other crazy stuff there, but let's see anything at all we can get. <laughs> Bring back Carson. I literally just was about to say, uh, I don't know about that one, but no <laughs> oh, I'm crying. Wait, wait, no more t-shirts. Run the ball. Right. It says Run the ball. The team, you're a bum. No, like, <laughs> oh, come on, guys. Uh. Uh, oh, it'll I be like okay. Ball, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Wait, we uh, got a positive one? We got a vote of confidence? It'll did. be okay? It'll be okay. Wow. I don't know if it will. <laughs> right. But it might. Right. I said after right. these next few weeks. I don't know. Uh, There's a lot of fire Howie Rosemans in here. Yes. Um, This one's my favorite. Rob the Dog 916 says butts for linebackers. Yes. That's mm. my favorite. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm just going to scroll through these in my free time because these are funny. This these, are actually these are making me feel better. Good. Yeah. Good. That's what they should be. They should all be therapeutic for us following uh, this type of loss by all means. Uh, somebody changed the beat Dallas t-shirt and it says beat. They added tape over it. It says beat by Dallas. 
Oh, uh, yeah. and I'm sad again. Yeah, enough of the t-shirts. Yeah, no it's- more, no more. See, no I hate when the Eagles do this to me on primetime games because I'm not going to be able to sleep. No, I'm going to be like laying yeah. in bed thinking about all the BS that just happened, and then I'm going to wake up tomorrow and be grumpy. Yes. <sighs> Yeah, but at least it's one day less in the week that you'll be grumpy. If this happens Sunday night, then it would be Monday. It would compound your Monday even worse. That's okay. a rough way to start the week. At yeah. least we stole we stole a day this week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would, Rachel. I would just like to also point out that um, the Dallas Cowboys tweeted that picture of the T-shirt. Uh, oh, really? There the is. Dallas Cowboys. So anybody Dallas Cowboys. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah, I was about to say a lot of people close to me. Maybe that's what I saw. Oh yeah, there it is. I'm I telling you, die. they couldn't wait oh, to get exactly. that out. I yep. am sad. Yes, yep. I'm very sad. Unbelievable. Oh, All this right. Whole, I, I wonder if he's going to continue to do anything like this. Now, he's not going to come out. We joked about this before the show. He's not going to come out in a Hawaiian shirt. He's not going to have Andy Reid's face yeah. on here or anything like that. But, you know, they're going to play Washington. They're going to play the Giants. They're going to play Dallas again. I, I wonder if there is any more of this or if this is it. And he just goes back to wearing, like, Jalen's face. Hey, this would be the day I would say to wear jail. Come out tomorrow and wear Jalen's face, right? Show you support of your quarterback. Enough of this beat Dallas or anybody other bullshit. Yeah. I was gonna say I hope he just keeps doing the Philly pandering, like you know, wear a Bryce Harper t-shirt. The Allen Iverson jersey is a good one. Like I think, I think those Embiid. are the things that we need to. Do. Yeah, Joel Embiid. I yeah. think we just need like uh, just just go to the yeah. Like people were saying before, the Bryce Harper school of pandering to the Philadelphia crowd, do that. Just just go full-fledged support of Philly. Leave anybody else out of it. Don't don't do that. Bad look. I mean, it is. it's unfortunate. It's like what did um Kamu Gruje Hill, what did he say a couple years ago? Oh, we're gonna go down and kick their ass. Yeah. About the Cowboys. Yeah, it was the cow and then yeah. that that was the no clear recovery. Yep. Pain. Yep. So much pain. Yeah, that's what I mean. It, I'm it's one pain. thing if you're just wearing gear, but when you're calling the Philly special or yeah. you're giving another team bulletin board material, just just slow down a little bit. I love the Bryce Harper thing. Now, what happens if he shows up in a Simmons shirt? Oh, tomorrow. literally. Honestly, I think some, you know what? That crowd that was supposed to be at yes. the, uh, the, the 76ers. Allegedly. Right. Boo, they're going to show up at NovaCare. That's yeah. what's going to happen. Yes. All right. Yes. Throw them away. R.I.P. Yep. Yep. Uh, I love it. I love it. All right. Well, week. here's the thing. We have a short week to get back to business next week. And that's the good news. Bad news is it's the Kansas City Chiefs who, look, they give up a lot of points. They, they they do, be, do. I'm about to say they haven't been looking all that great this year, but. You don't look good. Defense, a little shaky so far. They, they do. Here's the thing. Are they going to lose three games in a row? They might. You don't know. Okay. I don't like it. Okay. I, see, I'm going to sit here and cry and act like I'm not going to be at the link on Sunday, like screaming my head off in my yes, dress to the nines and Eagles gear. So, you yes, know, you convinced, convinced that we're going to beat the Chiefs by 30. So, you know, it well, is that, tweet, that tweet was awesome. Here's the thing. They could put up 30 on Kansas City. So that's that's the thing to always keep anything optimistic or positive about heading into this week is that they can definitely score on the Chiefs. 
-hmm. Whatever Kansas City does on offense, that's hey, that's the wild card there by all means. Yeah, I would all love right. this. I would love to see them just put up some points. Just get the offense in a red establish an offensive identity and just keep growing from there instead of working backwards. I think that's what I would really like to see from them. Yes. Serious homework. I see this study time, learn mm -hmm. progress or progress from the dungeon master there. Look, it's going to be a long week. So hopefully we've prepared you emotionally, psychologically for what you're about to endure from all the media, social media and everything else for the next couple of days. Put the blinders up when you hear the Flacco, the Minshew and all the other crap. But growing pains, I think that's the biggest takeaway that we've had, right? All three of us have kind of preached that where it's going to be, it's going to take time. But on the flip side, and this is where Jess went off rightfully so at the beginning of the show, not everything is about growing pains. Some of it is about holding veterans accountable for boneheaded mistakes that they make <laughs> defense mm. and taking your team out of the game. So... We'll see, because the defense is definitely going to have to step up and play smart and sharp against the Chiefs, so that sucker could be over fast. All right, mm -hmm. we're out of here. We appreciate everybody. Make sure you're following on Twitter. Here's the thing. Hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe to what we're doing here, and we'll be back next week for Rachel, for Jess, I'm Aton. Thank you so much for hanging with us on the BGN Radio Instant Reaction Show. Try, tr try to have a good week.